to be lifted up. And I praise them because I love them. He is worthy to be praised in spite of our faults. And if we look at our situations and we look at our certain, I know we're going through some hard times. God has kept us through many things. All we got to do is look back over my life and see what he had brought us over. You can say that I'm truly blessed. I'm truly blessed because of what the work God has done. Amen. Amen. Let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise. I praise him because I love him. And my heart is filled with praise. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Clinton Baptist Church. At this time, for this morning, we have a great sermon prepared for you. Um, please be praying with me, praying for me during this time. Seems like God has given me a time of difficult sermons. But I have to preach the whole counsel of God. And today we'll be in Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23, and we'll be looking at two verses, 25 and 26. Matthew 25, 23, chapter 23, verses 25 and 26. Let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Remove me that you may be seen, you may be lifted up. You may be glorified. I stand here not on my power, but on your power. I speak for you. So what I speak, let it not return to you void. But go out and do what you have predestined it to do. If it convict, let it convict. If it restore, let it restore. If it changes, let them be changed. We need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 23, at verse 25, said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first clean the inside of the cup, and dish that the outside of them may be cleaned also. Well, this morning I want to speak to you from the topic the outside of the cup generation. The outside of the cup generation. Here in this chapter seven, we have the seven woes of Jesus Christ. Here in this Matthew chapter 23. These seven woes are also found in Luke, around the 11th chapter. But here, Jesus lays out these woes, which is a stern warning to these Jewish leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees, who knew better, but didn't act better. They were a generation that, were, that practiced externalism, externalism, and externalism, that practice outward living. <laughs> they, they, they had fixed a mind that if we, we look good on the outside, 
but I don't look good on the inside that I can fool people in how I'm living. And today we have a generation that acts the same way. This generation is not a generation of young people. It's not a generation of old people. It's just generation of people who have collectively come together on Sundays to look good on the outside, but in the inside, they're far away from God. And these Jewish leaders had a problem. They had a problem. They would walk around in a synagogue and make people and, 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 and present themselves as these uh, uh, biblical leaders, who they were, but present themselves as righteous leaders, but when they go home, they act another way. They, they, they knew how to put the suit on. They knew how to put the tie on. They knew how to put the lapel pin on. They, they knew how to put the handkerchief in the pocket to set right. They knew, knew how to uh, uh, put the makeup on and had the eyebrows right and the lashes right and had a blush right with the lipstick that matched. They knew how to put on a nice dress and, and the nice shoes. They knew how to put on all the outward things, but when, they, when the lights was turned off, they were far away from God. And these people, they were living as if they had things together with God and, and, and causing people to, to, to believe that they had a good relationship with God, but in their heart, they were far away from God. So God comes here, and Jesus come here in this text, and he, 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 he wove them. He, he, he bring a strong warning to them, and he addressed them for their indifferent living. They, they were living this, this indifferent life. And one thing that God hates is people who fake the funk. God, God, God does not like people who have one foot in the church and one foot outside the church. God do not like people that, that act religious, but, but, but to, to look religious, but act unreligious or act wickedly. So God has a problem with this. And he addressed this outside of the cup generation. The first thing we see here in this text in verse 25 to this outside of the cup generation is God gives a warning to this outside of the cup generation. Look what he said. He said, woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees. He said, whoa, this word woe is a strong warning, a, 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 a feeling of displeasure. A feel, God is displeased with them. Jesus is displeased with them, and Jesus gives them a strong warning, which means a strong uh, statement of displeasure with them. Jesus said, woe to you. Whoa, like stop, like whoa, danger, danger, and he gives them the warning. He said, Jesus said, I'm not pleased with you. He gave them a warning. He said, I'm not pleased with you. Jesus observed the way they were, they were living. He observed the way they were acting. And he said, woe to you. And he says, get it together. And I like this because Jesus oftentimes give us warning. When we heading down the wrong way, Jesus give us warning. When we on the wrong path, Jesus give us warning. But the problem about warnings is that we usually ignore them. We usually let the warnings go on and go on until we have a real problem, and then we want to address the warning. But by then, it's usually too late. In my life, I also have seen people ignore warnings. I'm not a cook. I don't, I don't, I don't cook. I can grill, but I'm not the cook. My wife loves cooking, and she cooks all the time. But occasionally, I try to be nice, and I try to go out and cook for the family. And when I cook, um, most of the time, what I found out is that the smoke alarm is always going off. So one day, I decided to get up, and I said, I'm going to cook the family something to eat some breakfast. And the smoke alarm went off, and, and the second smoke alarm went off, and the third smoke alarm went off, and no one came. And I, and I looked at it, and I said, wow, what, what is going on? Why, why, when the smoke alarm go off, don't no one show up? And then I realized the reason why the smoke alarm go off and no one show up 
because they ignore the warning signs. They ignore the warning call because they know when daddy cooked, the smoke alarm going to go off. So because of all the warnings that they have been hearing over the years, they now have become numb and dull to the smoke alarm. So now the smoke alarm is going off, and I'm upset because no one is running. No one is coming down the stairs. No one is leaving the bedroom. No one is coming down to check and see if there is a real fire. So now I'm mad, and I call them. I say, how can you not come down and check? Well, we know that you're just cooking. I said, but it could have been something worse in the time, and even with this story, a lot of times that we ignore the warning signs of God. And here God is calling us not to ignore the warning signs, but to heed the warning signs. He said, woe to you for your indifferent living. God is calling them warning signs. God is giving them warnings and said, be careful, be careful. Danger is on the way. And these Pharisees and these Sadducees who are Jewish leaders should know it. They should know that the danger is on the way because they are leaders of the, of the synagogue. They knew the word of God better than the people. And they live in this life that makes people believe that they're righteous but living an unrighteous life behind closed doors. And God says, warning to you. And he calls this warning to this outside of the cup generation. Today, I don't know who God wanted. But he said, whatever you're doing, you need to stop it. He's giving you a warning and said, whoa, 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 if my judgment is coming against you, you need to stop what you're doing because you live in a life that is indifferent from God. And he calls him here. He gives him the warning. He warned this, this outside of the cup generation. The second thing we see here in the text, not only do he warn this outside of the cup generation, but we also see the condition of this outside of the cup generation. Watch this. He says, you hypocrites. For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside there are full of extortion, which is greed and self-indulgence, which means it's all about you. He says, look, he says, look, he gives them a warning and says, whoa, 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 you, 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 you hitting dangerous territories. Whoa, whoa, be careful, be careful, be careful, my judgment coming again. And now he comes and he tells us a condition. He says, this generation is hypocrites. So a hypocrite is, some, is an actor who pretends to be someone they're not. So, so, so as an actor, he says, basically, what you all doing, what you're doing, you living a life to print, pretending to be someone you're not. You pretending to be righteous. You pretending to be on uh, one accord with me. You pretending to be a child of God. You pretending to live for me, but really you're not. So he said, I'm tired of y'all acting like actors. You ain't nothing but hypocrites. And he says, look, he comes and he sells the condition. He said, you're a hypocrite. He said, to these, he said you clean the, the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside is dirty. Can I have, can I have someone to help me? Ooh, like, uh, Gloria, can you come up, please? Let's give Gloria a round of applause. Come on up, Gloria. Now, Gloria, before you come up, do you know how to clean? Okay, so Gloria, okay, all right, all right. So Gloria, not a clean. Come on up, Gloria. Get the real. So, so Gloria, not a clean. So Gloria, he says that you. He says that you. You. He says that that here's the condition. He said you hypocrites. You faking. You got people believe that you and God are on the same page. You got people to believe that you and God got it all together. You got people believing that you you just you this great uh, Christian. You this great man or, or woman of God. But when you go home, you live a whole entire way. On Sundays, you not to say hallelujah. On Sunday, you not to raise your hand. On Sunday, you not to worship with your cries and with your tears on Sunday. You know how to flip your wig off and make people think that you truly worshiping God. But when you get home, you act like a whole nother person. When you're in church, you know how to bless people and say, God is good. 
God is good. You know all the cliches and all the things that God said. But when you leave church, you act a whole nother way. And he said, all you're doing is cleaning the outside of the cup and the dish. Watch this. He says, I brought a cup up here because Gloria looked thirsty. Gloria, you look thirsty. So I brought you a cup. And what I want you to do, I just want you to clean the outside of the dish. Okay? Let me give you some water because you look thirsty. Okay? Together, but, but, but you don't. And he, he says that you, you, you hear pr- 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 prancing around like you like you good and everything. And what they would do back in this time, what the priests would do, they would walk around, or the, or the leaders, they would walk around in their ephah, which is a, which is a robe, a, 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 a robe to show that they're, they're royalty, to show that they, 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 they're leaders in a, in a synagogue, that they're, they're leaders of, 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 of God. And they walk around with these robes and also like these bees, almost like these rosaries. And they walk around so religious and they shaking all the baby hands in the, in the, in the market and they're they, they causing the people to believe that they got their life together. But he says, look, you walking around on the outside, you look like you're righteous, but on the inside, you far away from me. God says in 1 Samuel, I'm not looking at the outside. I'm looking at the heart. Can you clean the cup? Can you clean the cup? Because what they were doing was cleaning the outside. And we have a generation, all we worried about is what we got on. All we worried about is how we look. All we worried about is if we got these shoes on or these pants on or this shirt on or this belt buckle on. Now today, you got people with whole suits. If they got a Gucci belt, they'll tuck the whole jacket in so you can see the symbol and everything. We got a lot of generation that are worried about what they got on and how I look and how this look. But they far away from God. have no significant value at all. All the, outs- the outside the cup is not even valuable. God says that all this is not even value. It has no significant value at all. The problem is, is what's in your cup. And God says you're cleaning the outside of the cup. And the problem is, in your cup, which is your heart, you got extortion. You got greed. You got sin. Now, Gloria, can you cl- clean the outside of the cup? Can you clean the outside of the cup? Now, are you thirsty? Why you, you look thirsty. So, no, don't, don't, don't mess my illustration up, please. <laughs> you look thirsty. What, what, what's wrong? Why, why, why you won't drink the cup? But I thought you cleaned the cup. You did. So, so, so the problem you don't see is that it's dirt in the cup. See, and, and, and this cup is your life. You cleaning the outside of the club, but you got all this dirt in the inside. And see, you, 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 you don't want to drink the cup, but you want to hand this cup to God. You want to fake and act like you got it all together. That God, you and God are all Latin in a bag of chips, and inside you full of all this sin. You got gambling, you got smoking, you got pornography, you got fornication, you got uh, homosexuality, you got adultery, you got gluttony, you got stealing, you got the, and then you want to present this to God. See, but the problem that we have in the church is that there are people outside, that's inside the church trying to clean everybody else's cup, but you need to look at your own cup. And the problem, you trying to get me right, you need to get yourself right because you only worried about the outside, and God says, I'm looking at the inside and the problem is we don't even want to drink our own mess but we want to give it to God
So this is the outside of the cup generation. That all we worry about is the outside. God said, you full of sin. And you in church faking like you got it all together. He said, this is the condition of the church. So that's why he gives this warning sign. He gives them this warning. He said, this is dangerous. God said, I'm not playing with this because I can't stand indifferent people. I can't stand people who are faking, who are hypocrites, acting one way in church and another outside acting another way. And now in our cup, we have all this mess, Gloria. We, we have all this mess. We, we have a problem because this is our condition. Because we have learned how to be religious. Watch this. We, we have learned how to, how to be religious. We have, we have learned how to act religious. We, we, we have learned how to, how to mask this thing and, and put it together and, and, and make people believe that we on fire for God and really we far away from God. And we have learned how to be so religious. We have learned how to be so religious and, and inside we broken. Inside we don't even have a relationship with God. Our heart is far away from God. But in church we act like we got it together. And he said, here's the condition. Here's the condition. And it's sad because guess what? The people he's talking to are leaders. The, the people he's talking to are leaders. He, he's talking to the pastors. He's talking to the choir leaders. He's talking to the deacons. He's talking to the trust. He's talking to leaders, people who should know better. And a lot of us as leaders is broken. We, we act one way on Sunday, but on the other days we act far away from God. We, 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 we know. worried about the outside of the cup and not the inside. So he said, here's the condition. Here's the condition. He said, the warning is, we got a problem. Then he says, here's the condition. Thank you, Gloria. He said, here's the condition. He says, you, 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 you're full of greed and self-indulgence. All you worried about is what you can get. All you worried about is what you, how you going to get promoted. All you worried about is your fame. All you worried about is what position you have. All you worried about is what you can have and you greedy to take everything. Anytime you can get advanced, you trying to get advanced. He said, that's all you worried about, but you're not worried about getting your heart clean. So he calls them. He says, here, he says, here, here's the warning. Here's the warning. He said, this, this is a warning. You, you live in a dangerous life. He said, in this dangerous life, here's the condition of the outside of the cup. He said that you're only worried about the outside, not worried about the inside. Your heart is far away from God. But then he comes back and he, and he, call, he gives a call to this outside of the cup generation to repent. Look what he say. He says he gives a warning to the outside of the cup generation. Then he gives a condition to the outside of the cup generation. And then he gives a call to repentance. Look at this. Verse 26. He said, Bless, uh, he said blind Pharisees first clean the inside of the cup and dish that the outside may be clean also. He said, here it is. He says, if, if we're going to get this thing together, we're going to have to surrender. He said, we're going to get this thing together, we're going to have to clean the inside. But the problem is, here it is, watch this. The problem is, is that we're trying to clean the inside ourselves. 
The problem is, is we trying to clean the inside of the cup ourselves. And the only way we can get clean is that we got to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. He says that you got to go clean the inside of the cup. If you're going to get the inside clean, you got to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. What did that look like? You got to believe that he died. You got to believe that he got up. You got to believe that he rose on the third day and ascended to the right hand of Father. You got to believe in the blood of Jesus Christ that sets you free, that was set for the redemption of your soul. You got to surrender. Says if you want this inside of the cup, you got to turn it over to God. Guess what? You got to turn your conduct over to God. You got to turn your mindset over to God. You got to turn your habits and your practices over to God. You got to turn your struggles over to God if you want the inside of the cup clean. The problem is we keep trying to clean the cup ourselves instead of turning it over to God. Says if we want this cup clean, we got to surrender. Are you willing to surrender your attitude? Are you willing to surrender your conduct? Are you willing to surrender your tongue to God? Are you willing to surrender your desires to God? Because he says if you want this cup clean, you got to start with the inside. And the inside is going to cause you to surrender. Are you going to surrender? Are you going to surrender? Because God said this is a problem. And he says you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to turn away from your wicked living to, to walk towards God. You're going to have to turn away from those things. Those things that are not of God. Those things that don't bring pleasure to God. Those things that don't please God. You're going to have to turn. I know they're fun. I know you enjoy it. But you're going to have to turn your back on them things that you may live towards God so you won't be part of this generation. That God called wanted to. And I know this is a hard sermon. These are hard sermons to preach because this, this type of sermon don't grow the church. But this is a sermon that needs to be preached because I'm not preaching to grow the church because Jesus Christ do that. I'm preaching that we may be better Christians. And he's calling us to a different lifestyle. He's calling us to a different lifestyle. And sometimes we will mess up. Sometimes we will make mistakes. But are you willing to repent and say, God, forgive me? I want to get right with you, God. As you stand on your feet today, we had a place where we got to stop playing church. We got to get real with this thing because God sees it all. We act like we 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 act like we we don't even know God is there. He's with us. He sees everything we do. Matter of fact, uh, 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 Psalm says, wherever you go, he's there. If you go to the bottom of the ocean, he's there. If you go to the top of the space, he's there. If you go in your dark closet, he's there. If no one around, he's still there. And God is calling people to live a fulfilled and righteous life. How are we going to do that? So you're going to have to surrender. You're going to have to turn everything over to God. Are you willing to do that? Or are you willing to hold on to some stuff? Are you willing to hold on to some stuff? Are you willing to keep some stuff? Say, God, you, you can have this, but you can't have that. God says, I need it all. He said, he said I want it all. I want your attitude. 
I want your desires. I want your conduct. I want it all. I want your heart. Are you willing to surrender? Are you willing to turn it over to God? Boy, you're going to be a part of this outside of the cup generation. Don't only worry about the perception of people and not the power of God. Today is the day for you. I don't know where you are spiritually, but that's the first step. That's the first step spiritually that you make the step to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. That's the first step of removing yourself from this outside of the cup generation. That's the first step. Because you look like you in God don't mean that you in God. Because on the outside it looked like you have a relationship with God don't mean you going to heaven. Because you look like you know God don't mean you going to heaven. The scripture is clear. Jesus said the only way you can get there is through him. You have to surrender your life. You have to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He said those who confess with their mouth and believe with their heart that salvation should come to them. And today I'll introduce you to salvation. Is there one? Is there one to say I want that salvation? I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Is there one? 